Today, we return to a stretch of beach along the Sea of Galilee after Jesus' resurrection. Peter, along with six other of Jesus' disciples, have left Jerusalem and they have returned to their familiar ways of living, including going fishing. And after they have fished all night long and caught nothing, they are in deep despair as they get closer and closer to shore in the early morning mist. And a stranger on the shoreline calls out, Children, have you caught any fish? And they reply, No. The lone figure is Jesus, even though the disciples do not know it is Jesus. He tells them to throw their net on the right side of the boat. And when they do, they catch so many fish, they can't haul them all into the boat. The beloved disciple is the one who first realizes that it is the Lord. And when he, when he tells this to Peter, Peter immediately jumps into the water and swims to shore while the other disciples tow the fish to shore. This is where we pick up our lesson today. As we prepare to read God's word, let us join together seeking God's illuminating grace. Living God, help us so to hear your holy word that we may truly understand, that understanding we may believe and believing we may follow in hope and faithfulness, seeking your honor and glory in all that we do. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our scripture reading comes from the Gospel of John in the 21st chapter, verses 9 through 19. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though they were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Ten my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. 
but when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When the disciples finally make it to shore after fishing all night, Jesus already has a fire started, a a charcoal fire. And a breakfast of, of fish and bread is being prepared. Jesus invites his disciple to disciples to add some of the fish they have just caught to those that are already there so that all would have something to eat. And soon Jesus says, come, come and have breakfast. And Jesus took the bread and gave it to them and he did the same with the fish. It was the same voice who had wooed them three years before and and called them to fish for people. It's the same voice that had commanded a young girl to awaken and had called Lazarus to come out of the tomb. It's the same voice that had cried out, it is finished on the cross. But it also called Mary outside an empty tomb and said, come, put your finger here and see my hands and reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Now Jesus issues another invitation. Come and have breakfast. But this meal is much more than merely filling their bellies. It's sacramental, a means of grace as Jesus comes to these men who had once followed him but have returned to their old ways of living and gone fishing. Following breakfast, Jesus says to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Three times total, Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? It's not hard to see the parallel here between Peter's earlier threefold denial of Jesus, which Jesus had predicted in an upper room when he had had a final meal with his disciples before his arrest and his crucifixion. Peter, on that night, had spoken words in haste, words that would come back and weigh heavily on his heart. Peter asked Jesus, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replies, where I am going, you cannot follow now. And Peter declares, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay my life down for you. And Jesus answered, will you lay your life down for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Of course, Jesus was right. That's precisely what had happened around another charcoal fire. And Peter is emotionally and he's spiritually devastated by 
his failure to live up to his bold words. How could he face Jesus again, much less follow him after failing so completely? How could he speak ever again about his commitment to Jesus and expect anyone to ever believe him? How could he redeem himself? The truth is, Peter can never redeem himself, but neither can you or I, even as hard as we try. Only Jesus can redeem. Peter's threefold affirmation of love, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, brings restoration and it wipes out Peter's bitter memory of a threefold denial. Jesus knows Peter needs forgiveness. He needs reassurance and restoration. But Jesus' words also serve as a commission. Yes, a commission for a new way of, of work. A new kind of work that Jesus wants Peter and the disciples to do. Jesus is telling Peter, I believe in you, Peter. You can still follow me, but you have to let me put your failure behind you. You are forgiven. The slate is wiped clean. You can start over again. Of course, this is exactly what Jesus does for us as well. Jesus knows our failures and our fears, and he still loves us, and he still calls us to begin again. Jesus still believes in us and what is possible in us and through us, through the power of the Holy Spirit that, that Jesus gives us. Jesus comes to us with healing and wholeness and forgiveness. He brings resurrection. We see in our lesson not only the reality of Jesus' physical resurrection, but we see also the, the beauty of God's amazing grace and the spiritual resurrection that Jesus brings to Peter, but also to the other disciples. And yes, to you and to me also. Now, unlike the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, there's no indication in John's gospel that, that Peter is the primary or lead disciple upon which Jesus will build his church. In fact, Jesus doesn't even call him Peter, the rock, but Simon, son of John. And the task that, that Jesus gives Simon Peter is one that he gives all his disciples, all of his followers. The calling is to feed and to tend Jesus' lambs. Peter knew what it was like to be a fisherman. And when things got so confusing for him after the resurrection of Jesus, he easily went back to his old ways, ways that he knew. But Jesus has already shown him that being an expert fisherman wasn't enough. The story of the miraculous catch of fish is 
only possible because Jesus, you see, is the one who directs this, these former fishermen and how to do their work, even to fish. They've learned how to fish for people by, by following Jesus, but what do they do with people once they've caught them? Jesus changes the model of discipleship from fishing to shepherding as two ancient ways of making a living come together as a new way of life for the disciples of Jesus Christ. Earlier in John's gospel, Jesus has told us that he is the good shepherd. Now he is creating a community of shepherds to carry on his work for generations to come. Shepherds who will tend and feed his flock. Notice how Jesus begins his exchange with Peter by calling him by name. Simon, son of John. It's a reminder to us that sheep always respond to the voice of the good shepherd. Likewise, Peter and all the other disciples are, are given a new commandment to call Jesus' sheep by name and to feed and to tend them in love. I give you a new commandment, Jesus tells us, that you love one another as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. To feed Jesus' sheep means not merely to gather them together like a net full of fish, but to nurture and to tend and to care for them. The task of fishing should rightly seem as a momentary haul. It brings them in but the other of shepherding is a lifetime of commitment. In changing the metaphor and by stating it three times, Jesus hammers home his point. Peter and the other disciples and you and I are called to be shepherds, to be shepherds like Jesus. Jesus questioned, do you love me? And his charge to, to feed and tend the flock cannot be separated. They are our one directive. And truly loving Jesus means feeding and tending his sheep. It means loving and protecting and caring for all those who Jesus loves. Loving Christ and loving and tending Christ's flock are one in the same thing. And just like Jesus did for Peter, he does for us as well. When we need love, Jesus already is present to love us and, and to fill us with love that can be shared with others. The risen Christ comes to Peter with words of, and acts of love that he so desperately, desperately needed. And that's the same way that Jesus comes to us with unwavering and unshakable and unconditional love. 
That's number one, what we need. We need love. And the risen Christ comes to love us. But we are also called to grow and to serve in the grace of God and in God's love. And to respond in gratitude and to love to God as we love others. Thus, thus sisters and brothers, we need to grow. To continue to grow in Christ's love. It's nearly impossible to share something that we don't have. But by the grace of God, we have the responsibility and the ability to take care of others. When God fills us and we seek this love that God has to fill us mind and body and soul. As Jesus' disciples, we've been given the Holy Spirit to know the things of Christ. And that includes Christ's mission to proclaim the good news of God's kingdom, but also to feed Jesus' sheep. The Spirit is with us. Oh yes, the Spirit is with us. And with us to strengthen us. And to fill us with wisdom and courage and love so that we can become faithful individuals and continue to build our relationship with Jesus even as we love his sheep. Building this relationship happens through corporate worship, but also through prayer, both with others and by ourselves. Bible study with others and by ourselves. Small groups as we come together for mutual support. Tending sheep and loving Christ is sometimes messy and it's sometimes inconvenient and upsetting and even uncomfortable. It takes more than just good intentions to make the kind of loving commitment that Jesus is calling all of his disciples to, including you and me. It takes both good intentions, but also godly habits. And Jesus says, if you love me, you will tend my sheep. We know he means us too, don't we? Oh yes, we know. We know that we are being called to take up the light of his love and to go and to be his body in this world. For this world that is in need of the kind of unconditionally and unwavering love that God has for all of us. This world is starving to death for hope and peace and meaning in the kind of authentic community available when we follow Jesus Christ. We have received him through faith and faith alone. And we are also gifted. We are also gifted with the ability to share him with the world. And we're called by Jesus to feed his sheep and to follow him.
Let us pray. Lord, we call you our friend. But much of the time we are incapable of understanding what that means. We believe that you want intimate, an intimate relationship with us. Lord, help us to build that relationship with you as we continue to follow you, as we continue to learn more about your calling on our lives. And Lord, as we continue to love those whom you love and feed your sheep. It is in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.